This is Players Only, a show about high school sports from high school students. Presented by Point Guard Advisors. Find them at pointguardadvisors.com. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to our last show before Christmas. Who would have thunk? Players Only, presented by Point Guard Advisors on ESPN Radio Syracuse 97.7 and 100.1 FM. 1200 AM and 1440 AM. Uh, you could also listen to us online at ESPNSyracuse.com, which is also where you can get our podcast or wherever you get your podcast. Just type in ESPN uh, Radio Syracuse and look for players only. That way we're also available. We, What am I saying? You can also listen to us on the ESPN app. There you go. I almost tongue-twisted my words there. Yeah, but you got through it. <laughs> yeah, I got through it. You, you, know, you think you've been doing this show for a, a year and a half now, and you still can't get the intro right. <laughs> you still can't get it. I'm Matt Slocum alongside Ryan Story, and, and Ryan is our last show before Christmas, as I said. Um, we won't be on the air for the next two weeks. Yeah, got a little hiatus. Two up. weeks, yep. Christmas is a week from today, mm-hmm. New Year's Day is two weeks from today. So I, I guess maybe at the end of the show, do you want to talk like New Year's resolutions or is that still too early? Yeah, I mean, we can definitely do that. So yeah, <laughs> we got some, you know, we're going to... I think it's too early. Um, but then again, it's only two weeks away. Um, but regardless of the fact, I mean, whatever New Year's resolutions you have, um could put those on hold for a second and just listen to us for an hour as we talk about high school sports. And uh, we first start off with some boys basketball. We had some good games uh, going on this past week, even though a lot of games didn't happen because of, I guess you could say, a major snow event, which turned out to be not really that big of a snow event. Yeah, yeah. Well, I not mean, that big. around here, we only got about four to five inches right now uh, here in Syracuse, but... Um, I, I mean, obviously people who listen to us up in the North country, you're probably getting slammed with lake effect right now, mm-hmm. but, um, yeah, we still had some good games though. I mean, we first start off with a really good one between two OHSL teams in Tully and Pulaski. We start off with that. Tully won that one 53 to 50. It was a close one throughout. Yeah. Um, it, it didn't look close, uh, I mean, it was twenty-two to seventeen, Tully at the half. Um, but Pulaski made a run. Uh, they they made it real interesting, and again, only losing by three. Um, leading the way for Tully, uh, Matt Congelli, fourteen points uh, for him. Lorenzo Garofalo had twelve points. Daniel Mack and Ryan Mize each had ten, so four players in double figures. Also, a double double for. Ryan Mize. He had 10 points, 12 rebounds. That's impressive. Uh, on the other side, on the other side of the coin, Aaron McConnell for Pulaski, 23 points. Not bad in a losing effort. Yeah. Uh, Tygen Ryder and Robert Pleiter, 11 and 10 points respectively, so not bad for Pulaski. It looks like, though, I mean, in, in this game, it came down to pretty much McConnell leading the way on offense. Um, and then... You know, whereas Tully had a lot of balance scoring throughout. I mean, four players yeah. in double figures. So this was a good win for Tully. 
But you have to give credit for Pulaski at least keeping this close. I mean, Pulaski has really shown some grit throughout the season. Uh, not the start they've been looking for, only a 1-4 and four start. But, I mean, they're trending in the direction where, based off of last year's results, they definitely can be an improved team this year. They're looking to be a playoff team, maybe fight for that, uh, maybe the 8-9 seed. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, uh, Aaron McConnell, he's stepped up in a big way uh, as a senior this year. He's averaging 18.6 points per game. And, I mean, with him, you never know because he can always just put up those 20, 25-point games where that's what they're going to need from him if they're going to want to be a playoff team this year. And then looking at Tully, I mean, uh, this is another example of players just stepping up after uh, losing a lot last year. Mm-hmm. Because we saw their team from last year. They went 21-2, and two, but they lost guys like Lane Edinger, Tommy Maley, um, and even more guys than that. So... Uh, I'm looking for uh, guys like Ryan Mize to step up in a big way. We saw him do that uh, with his double-double here. I mean, other guys, even like Daniel Mech had a good game. Uh, Lorenzo Garofolo had a near double-double. So, um, yeah, I mean, Tully's really shown out uh, throughout the season with their 3-1 and one start. But, you know, I honestly, the sky's the limit for them. I'm looking for their game this Wednesday against 4-1 uh, and one Lafayette as an mm-hmm. indicator for this season because— you know, this team has all the potential in the world. I want to see if they can put it together and uh, have one of the, another one of those 23-1, and 23-2 seasons. Yeah, well, Pulaski is actually playing Lafayette later today at 10.30 this morning. Mm-hmm. So, um, so Pulaski gets first dibs uh, before, before Tully does. Um, I, I agree. I think Pulaski is a lot better team than people expect. Yeah, they got off to a 1-4 start. But their schedule really gets a tad bit easier. Yeah. Um, after Lafayette today, they'll be hosting Fabius Pompey. And then, you know, once they get back from, from Christmas, they're at Faith Heritage and then at home against APW. They got some winnable games on the schedule. <laughs> I, th- I think if Pulaski can get their act together and, and really start pulling together winning games like, like, like they almost did against Tully, I, I think this Pulaski team can be dangerous. Yeah, definitely. Um, but again, only time will tell. Um, on to our next matchup. Two teams in the SCAC uh, battling it out. Auburn hosting Fulton. Uh, both teams, you know, two and one going into the game. Auburn pulls out winning 65-60 um, behind uh, great scoring efforts by two really good players on Auburn. And I mean... Really good players. Deshaun Strachan, 22 points. But get this, Tony Borges Jr., 21 points. Yeah, Those two were leading the way. Uh, Carter Sawyer chipped in with 7 points, 8 rebounds, so he did his job. Plus 5 blocks. Mm-hmm. Not bad of a defensive presence. Reminds me of a certain center on Syracuse. Um, and, his, and his name rhymes with S.E. Jedwards. Yeah. Uh, on to Fulton in a losing effort. They did a good job of spreading the ball around, spreading the scoring. Sam Cotton, 18 points with eight rebounds. Not bad. Tyler Denton, 13 points, and Aiden Trude with 10. This is a pretty good, this is a pretty good Fulton team. Yeah. And in a losing effort against a good Auburn team, I, I'm not surprised later on. I mean, again, it's still early in the season. I wouldn't be surprised if these two teams met in the sectional playoffs. Mm-hmm. It, it, it would be a great matchup. It would really be a great matchup between these two if they meet again. Yeah. But this was a, this was an awesome game. 
it was close throughout. Mm-hmm. Um, so what do you think? I mean, is is are, are both teams really, really good, or is this just a minor blip on the radar that we shouldn't really even pay attention to? Well, I think both teams are good, but I think Auburn has a lot more potential when it comes to what they can do in the playoffs because they have what I think are true uh, 1A guys mm-hmm. where, I mean, you see the one-two punch of Tony Borges and Deshaun Stretch, and they didn't even have one of their leading scorers in Jack Tumber this game. And then they also have the advantage of having a true center in Carter Sawyer because, mm-hmm. I mean, you mentioned like he has like those Jesse Edwards vibes of being that guy who can get you rebounds and blocks and just dominate that paint. Not a lot of teams have that in high school basketball, and so I think he gives them a big advantage over a lot of teams. Where for Fulton, I think that they have a good roster uh, on paper, a very good team. And, I mean, uh, they've really stepped up because uh, Gavin Doty, he, this was supposed to be his senior season. Uh, yeah. He was their leading scorer last year, but uh, he went to prep school, and that really left a gap in their roster, and they were looking for one of those uh, elite players. Sam Cotton stepped up. I mean, we saw him drop 18-8 and eight in this game. But um, he's really not one of those guys that's going to be able to carry your team. And they do have a good all-around roster, but I just can't see them being anything more than maybe a sleeper team in the playoffs because I don't know how far this team can go without that guy who can drop 25 a night where when you need that, when you need a big game. From someone. Mm-hmm. Well, I wouldn't really necessarily count Fulton out. Yeah. Because if you look at their, if their, their four games on the year, they lost two of them to really good teams. I mean, Baldwinsville, yep. a Section 3 runner-up last year, and and Auburn. I mean, I think Fulton is a lot better, is, is, is a much better team than people think. Yeah, mm-hmm. they did lose some good quality scoring, like you said, and they probably don't have that one player that can, you know, as you say, drop 25 a game just to, uh, you know, to, to, to win these games for you. Mm-hmm. But I'm looking at Fulton's schedule, and it's looking really, really winnable. That's I mean, true. It's, it's really, really easy schedule. They got Dryden coming up Monday on the road. I mean, that's going to be a tough one with Dryden. Yeah, out of second. Then JD, that's going to be tough, especially playing in their gym. Institute of Technology Central. And then you go through the rest of the schedule. It's a lot of winnable games on it. That's true. That's true. There's a lot of them. So... I wouldn't necessarily count Fulton out right now. I yeah. I think there's a lot more to the to the Raiders than people think, mm-hmm. and this team might might surprise some people, like Pulaski. I mean, don't count these Oswego County teams out here. You know, they they're really really good teams. Yeah. yeah. Um, I wouldn't count them out quite yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but in terms of Auburn, I you know Auburn is a pretty dominant force. Yeah, you know, uh, Strachan and Borges Jr. Those two players, they could score twenty points a game. Auburn can win a ton of games. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, I'm just waiting for them to get Tumber back because mm-hmm. uh, when they get Tumber back, that's three players right there who can get you those double digits on a consistent basis. Yeah. And then we look at uh, Bishop Grimes and University Prep. Uh, Bishop Grimes winning that one, sixty-eight sixty. Uh, we only have Grimes stats. We don't have anything from University Prep, but look at the balance scoring on this one. Nathan Abernathy, Abernathy, 21 points. Deng Garang, 15 points. John Court, 12 points. And Eric Wall, 11 points. Mm-hmm. Wow. Balance scoring all across the board. Yeah. Um, uh, that Deng Garang... Uh, Dengarang is a great player. I, I think he's one of the most underrated players in 
Uh, I think they're in Class A, right? Yep, Class A. He's Class just, A. Yeah, he's just got a natural feel for the he's, game. He's he's got a great talent. Mm-hmm. I, he's going to be one of those underrated players. Uh, and Grimes is now three and one on the year, beating a good university prep team. Um, and now, I mean, you look at their schedule. They got Marcellus at West Hill at Ludden. I, uh, I mean, that Ludden game is ooh, that's going to be a fun one. I can tell you that. Yep. Um, they play him twice within the span of fifteen days. Um, I kind of like Grimes. I, I think Grimes is in a great spot right now. What do you think? <coughs> Yeah, I mean, Grimes just has all the talent in the world. Uh, you see with their team, we, we mentioned they have a guy in Dengarang who can be that team leader. They've got a bunch of great uh, surrounding pieces, like Nathan Ebernethy, the sophomore, stepping up, getting 21 in this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, John Coral, the senior, he's able to be a dominant presence on the interior. And they've got guys like Eric Wall who can score, Brandon Burke who can come off the bench and make an impact. So you can never count on any of these guys um, on the Cobras. And, I mean, we've seen how uh, through the first three games, their only loss was to Chittenango, and that was a three-point loss to one of the best teams in oh, yeah. um, the entire section. So, yeah, I mean, and looking at this game, they showed a ton of grit, especially late in that game. We saw going into the fourth quarter, they were down 41-33, to 33, trailing by eight. They score 35 points, more than doubling their total prior to that, uh, and end up winning the game uh, 68-60. to 60. So, I mean, again, this is a team that when they're on, they're on, and honestly, when they're feeling their, their, they're feeling their shot, nobody can stop them. So, yeah, Grimes right now is one of definitely one of the favorites in Class A. Uh, yeah, totally. I mean, I mean, and if Grimes continues to play this well, they, they could make another decent run. Remember last year's Section 3 tournament mm-hmm. where... Grimes was, I believe, what, 15th seed. Yeah, they were and definitely they, a lower seed. And they went almost, they almost ended up winning it all. Yeah, they ended up uh, losing, losing in, in the, the semis. So, oh, semis. Yeah, it was I thought, semis I thought it was to New final. Hartford, yeah. And New Hartford was the team that ended up uh, making it to the state finals that year. Right, so, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's amazing what they've done. Mm-hmm. And with the amazing talent they got this year, I think they can put on a really decent season this year. Not really surprise some people because they are that good right now, mm-hmm. but if they continue to win games like they've been doing, watch out. Yep. All right, we'll take a break. When we come back, we'll talk some girls basketball. We got some interesting games in that section of Section 3. So more to come here on Players Only, presented by Point Guard Advisors on ESPN Radio Syracuse 97.7 and 100.1. This is Players Only, a show about high school sports from high school students. Presented by Point Guard Advisors. Find them at pointguardadvisors.com. Welcome back to Players Only, presented by Point Guard Advisors on ESPN Radio Syracuse, 97.7 and 100.1 FM. And like I promised, we are now going to talk some girls basketball. Yes, I'm like Santa Claus. I promise things and then I deliver. Yep. <laughs> um, But that means... I mean, you don't have to agree with me every time, Rain. Sometimes I'm just lying through my teeth. Uh, anyway, uh, so girls basketball, we got Liverpool against Maine and Well. Um, we all know Maine and Well. Congratulations to them on winning the state football title, by the way. Yeah, Class B, uh, right? Oh, Class A. Oh, Class oh, no. A? No, I'm pretty no, sure no, no, Class I was, B, yeah. yeah, Class B. You were right. I, I had to think about that for a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, a really good game. Uh, between the two of them. We don't have uh, main and well stats, which I think is a bummer. But if you look at Liverpool's, 
Liverpool's got a good team. Mm-hmm. Get this. Two players, three players. With a double-double. With a double-double. Three of them. Nevea Wingate, 19 points, 15 rebounds. Jakira Stackhouse, 14 points, 10 rebounds. Abria Cunningham, 11 points, 12 rebounds. What a team Liverpool's got. Yeah. With three players who could get double-doubles. And that's not even counting Gianna Washington, who most people would say is their second-best player. I was going to say, um, Gianna Washington only had three points in that game. Very quiet night. But... And when your teammates are doing that hey, good, you when you got three the, te- three them, teammates yeah. who's doing the majority of the work, you're like, oh, okay, you know, lean back in your seat and then just let them do the work. Yeah. But you know, this was a great a great game for Liverpool. They're three and one now on the year. They're taking on a good St. Mary's team later today at one thirty. Mm-hmm. Um, that should be a fun one. I highly suggest going to that. Um. And you look at the schedule. I mean, they'll have four straight on the road, mm-hmm. you know, with, with Christmas in the middle. But I'm liking this Liverpool team. I really am. I mean, their only loss this year was to Rome Free Academy by four. Yeah. I mean, and, and Rome Free Academy is a pretty decent team too. Um, And by the way, that's the only time that Liverpool will play Rome Free Academy this year. Um, But that being said, I kind of like where Liverpool is at right now. Three and one. Overall, 2-0 and in the SCAC right now. I, I think they're really one of the teams to beat, if not the team to beat, in Class AA right now. Yeah, I mean, there's just so much parity in AA because you see how Rome is such a good team, Liverpool is such a good team. <coughs> um, Liverpool also had a close game against uh, Auburn, only winning that one by five. So there's just a ton of talent at the top in this uh, class. And so, yeah, I mean, Liverpool, as you mentioned, just so so much talent on that roster. Nevaeh Wingate, uh, St. John's commit D1 basketball. Mm-hmm. <coughs> uh, excuse me, dropped 19 and 15 in this game. So they just have the ability to have multiple different people uh, go off on a regular basis and a consistent one at that because every game it's a new person just being able to drop double digits. So... Yeah, this Liverpool team, the starting five is probably the best that we've seen here. Um, but they just have so much talent all around that, honestly, Liverpool can beat any team in the section. But there's just so many good teams with Rome, Auburn, CNS, uh, FM, Ludden, where, you know, it's going to be so much fun to see how this double uh, A bracket turns out in the playoffs. Yeah, and how they do against St. Mary's uh, today. <laughs> Is going to define their season, really. Yeah, it's going to be an indicator of their playoffs. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it, it, this is going to be, this is an awesome year setting up for Liverpool right now on the girls' basketball side. Um, and again, they're playing in the Zebra Classic uh, today. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, essentially this weekend. Again, beating Maine and well, that's, that's not an easy task. Yeah, Maine It's not an easy task at all. Here. And then, Gonna play St. Mary's. I mean, uh, today at one thirty. St. Mary's is four and one, and they've got a point guard in Emily McDonald who's averaging over fifteen points per game. Yeah. So you've got to be on the lookout for if, those Lancers. It, I mean, if 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 Liverpool could put up the same numbers they did against Maine and Well yesterday, they just might beat St. Mary's. Yeah. I so I highly suggest go to this game. Yeah, it's gonna be a fun one. It should be a really really fun one. Um, another game that was a really fun one. Uh, this. Uh, this past weekend actually took place yesterday too, was West Hill against Indian River, mm-hmm. uh, a Frontier League team, a really good Frontier League team in Indian River. 
and OHSL's West Hill. West Hill won this one, 47-42. Um, and what was interesting about this one was West Hill held Indian River to just three points second quarter. Yeah. That's amazing in of itself. And a low-scoring affair, a tight defensive one uh, throughout the whole course of this game. Uh, and Indian River was led by um, Raven Marcel with 12 points. Isabella Davis had 11. Kira Lalonde had 10 um, for Indian River. And they only played five five players in that game. Yeah. Only five. Mm-hmm. West Hill, um, a double-double again. I, I think we need to do a segment like a double-double or, yeah. or something like that. Because uh, a lot 11, of yeah. Mm. Janiah Robinson, 11 points, 14 rebounds. Lizzie McPeak had 6 points, 10 rebounds uh, chipping in. Uh, as well, is young eight points, uh, three rebounds, uh, and Tess Tess Roche twelve points, uh, six rebounds uh, for West Hill in this one. So two players in double figures. West Hill three and one. Indian River right now five and one. Indian River's played a ton of games. Yeah. Um. I kind of like where both teams at. I think this is a really good test as to where these two teams are. Um, but what do you think? I mean, both teams are essentially even, even though Indian River has played more games. Yeah, I mean, Indian River's a great team. Uh, looking at how they started off the season, I mean, their first game was just an indicator of what the season was going to look like. Yeah, a seventy-five to six win over Carthage, seventy-five to six. <laughs> That's just ridiculous. But I mean, a close game against West Hill here shows that. Uh, and they can definitely be one of those elite teams we saw it last year. They were the two seed in the Class A playoffs, or Class B, Class A, one of those two. I think but, Class um, B now. Yeah, and so um, this year now, or in this game, we saw how they had the lead going into that final quarter of play. Then they were up by five, ended up losing by five. Mm-hmm. And I don't love what that indicates for their playoff, like for their uh close game ability, what it was in the clutch, because that wasn't a great clutch performance by them. But in reality, I think it was just kind of a poor shooting night for uh, Indian River. And I don't think that happens a lot, although West Hill's defense is good. But uh, looking at West Hill, I mean, Jules Bleskowski, who I think is their best player, she had a rough game only scoring six, and they still were able to win. So, I mean, honestly, West Hill has all the talent in the world, uh, a 3-1 and record so far, and honestly, this team could go all the way this year. Yeah, and you look at Indian River's schedule. Mm-hmm. They'll play their next six in a row at home. Yeah. Carthage, Watertown IHC, South Jeff, Lowville, CBA, and Watertown IHC again. Yep. How about that for a favorable schedule? Yeah, I mean, that's definitely one where they could end that run with zero, maybe one loss. And so that's what you're looking for in a stretch run right there. Yeah, I mean, that CBA game on January 14th, that that would be one to circle on the calendar because Mm -hmm. that could be a game that Indian River, again, gets tripped up. I mean, as as I said, West Hill was a really good team, snapped Indian River's five-game win streak to start the year. Mm -hmm. Um you know, but again, that CBA game I'd probably circle on the schedule as 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 one that they might struggle a little bit. But I I I wouldn't be surprised if Indian River really goes on a tear and just wins the rest of their games yeah. heading into the second half of the season. That's basically what they did last year. Mm-hmm. 
And finally, real quick, uh, Cicero North Syracuse took care of business against Bishop Ludden, 73-54 on Saturday. And you look at uh, CNS's stats, Sidney Nessie, 20 points on the night. 20. Mm-hmm. 13 points for Olivia Cook. Uh, Mallory Brooks, 12 points. And Madeline Howell, 10 points. So four players in double figures there. Hey, Ludden put up some good numbers, too, mm-hmm. in a losing effort. Elizabeth Gawhan had 18 points. Not bad. Yeah, the sophomore. A sophomore. Hey, is it just me or a sophomore is getting better? Yeah, they are. Yeah, they, they they really are. Players are getting really, really better at such a young age. Uh, Amara Strife, 16 points. Bridget Dunham, 12 points for London. Yep. So I, I like where things stand right now. Mm-hmm. Uh in this sport, you have so many good players on so many really, really good teams. Um, I mean, Cicero North Syracuse just had a, the North Stars just had a great game yep. against Ludd, and, and the North Stars couldn't be stopped at all. Yeah, I think this really just showed the difference between S's having a bunch of really good mm-hmm. players where Ludden really relied on those two, three players to go get the points. CNS had a more balanced scoring attack, and I think that was the difference maker because, uh, the North Stars really had more players to rely on when it got mm-hmm. close. Yep. And and really, really, there's a lot of really good players all across Section 3 right now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and this and this is what I like. You know, we're, it used to be back in the day where you only, it used to be like only a select few good teams. Mm-hmm. Like JD, um, Mexico had a good run for a while. But now it's like, you know, it's Liverpool, Cicero North Syracuse, Baldwinsville. There's a so lot of, of them, yeah. there's so many good teams now. And that's what makes high school basketball in Section 3 so great mm-hmm. is when you have so many good teams that could play really, really good basketball, it, it, it just it makes it more fun. It really does. It makes it more fun, makes it more competitive. And I could tell you this much right now, a lot of the high school players now these days are having a ton more fun yeah. than before. Mm-hmm. So keep up the good work. All right. When we come back, we will have Sydney Nessie join us live in studio for the first time in a long time. We've had somebody come in in the studio for our show. So you don't want to miss this. More players only when we come back. Presented by Point Guard Advisors on ESPN Radio Syracuse 97.7 and 100.1. This is Players Only. A show about high school sports from high school students. Presented by Point Guard Advisors. Find them at pointguardadvisors.com. Welcome back to Players Only, presented by Point Guard Advisors on ESPN Radio Syracuse 97.7 and 100.1. And we're now joined by Sydney Nessie. Please Thank you for having me. Please tell me I got the last name right. Nessie. Nessie. You're close. I get Nessie a lot. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, from Cicero North Syracuse uh, Girls Basketball. Welcome to the show in studio for the first time, like I said, first guest in a long time that we've had come into the studio. Um, thank you for joining us. Take a time out of your busy Sunday, um, <laughs> getting up early and, and joining us on the show. Um, and, and let's get right to it. Uh, as I said earlier in the show, you scored 20 points in the win against Ludden uh, yesterday. Um, and, and your team's right now three and zero. So how do you think your uh, how do you think your team has done so far this season? I I couldn't be more proud of my teammates. I feel like after losing Alexa and Alita last year, a lot of people wrote us off, mm-hmm. and 
everybody from last year, all the returners, they've just stepped up. Like, there's not just, like, one player the other team has to worry about. It's everyone that gets in the game from our team that they have to worry about and worry about guarding. And you mentioned losing some great players like Alexa and Alita uh, from last year's roster. How have you in particular stepped up to be that, to be your team's leader? So I just, I felt like losing them, I did have to step up in a way. And I have put pressure on myself to, you know, score more and do more, like, not even just scoring. Like, I've had to step up on defense. I've had to try to step up on defense and just do all the little things, really. So on on your team, your team is a pretty experienced group. Um, there's, a, there's a few seniors uh, like yourself on this team, a couple juniors, and, and sophomores, and four sophomores on this team, and a couple of them have really made an impact mm-hmm. uh, so far on the year. Um, who do you think has has really stepped up your game, other, their game, other than yourself? Who who do you think has really stepped up and become maybe not so much a, a team leader, but one who can lead by example on the court? I would say for sure, like especially our sophomores, Jilly Howell and Liv Cook. I just feel like, especially like Liv Cook, she just got pulled up from JV last year for sectionals, and she's already starting this year. And I just feel like she really does all the little th- things. She's like one of our best defenders. She had 13 last night. And Jillia Howell, she's one another one of our best defenders. She's scoring double digits like every night. And I just couldn't be more proud of them for being sophomores and stepping up in such a big way. Yeah, and you've talked about how you've had to do all the little things. You've had to score. You've had to rebound. What do you think that you're best at when you're out, out on that basketball court? What's the str- biggest strength of your game? I definitely would say I think my biggest strength is getting buckets in transition, whether it's like a pass to someone else or taking it myself to score. Mm-hmm. I would say that's what I'm most comfortable with and what I feel like I'm best at at times. Yeah. Okay, so you've played on various courts um, throughout the entire uh, Section 3. Mm-hmm. Which, which place is the toughest to play? Oh, that's a tough question. Oh, we get a tough question right mm. off the bat. <laughs> I would say, I would say Liverpool. It's just always a big rival rivalry with them, and they're always going to have their fans there cheering loud. And just you got to, I have to try my best to like tune out anyone that's in the stands, and so does everybody else on the team. It's just always a tough environment to be in. Well, as an add-on to that, Liverpool had just recently completed. A huge renovation process mm-hmm. of their gym. How, how do you like the new gym now? Oh, it's so cool! I, I know. Like, I've, I'm, seen, I'm I've seen. I've seen. I've seen pictures of it. I'm like, I really got to go check that out at some point. It's so nice in there. It's, it's like a college gym. It's gorgeous. It really is. Um. So, so does that? Uh, so does any of that like sort of distract you? Like you come in and like it's like. Oh my god, it's so bright in here. I can't even focus. Playing does like that those bigger arenas, yeah. Yeah, the do, do, do you ever have that sort of feeling like you come into a gym and you're like holy mackerel, I'm playing in this fantastic gym right now. Maybe like at first like stepping onto the court, I might think that, but as we get warming up, it's just like I'm not really distracted by any of that. Mm-hmm. I'm just mm-hmm. focused on the game. 
you know, I mean, we've talked a lot about how there's a ton of parity in class AA girls basketball, a uh, bunch of really good teams. Are there any players in particular that you've had uh, some difficulty score, scoring on in the past? Difficulty, like myself, yeah. like them guarding yeah. me. Like yeah, you've yeah. Been guarding you. Like yeah, you've like had, a tough defender yeah. type person. Or maybe even someone that you've had difficulty stopping because obviously yeah. you're going to be uh, guarding one of their best players. So I can't really think of anyone in specific that has guarded me mm-hmm. that was tough to score in. Like, I would say, like, against RFA earlier this season, like, couple games ago like Amaya McLeod was guarding me for a little bit and Mm -hmm. that was um wasn't easy to score on but I'd say more just like breaking the press like the last two three games I've gotten double teamed trying to get the ball in so that's just been very difficult for us yeah all right so we we close every segment like we do um asking a lot of quick fire questions um mostly sports related some not um and it's, we might even throw in a couple of holiday-themed ones since Christmas is only a week away. Um, let's first start off, though, with an easy one. What's your favorite color? Green. Green? Ooh. Those. CNS colors, yeah. Yeah, we've, we've had lots of blues and reds. And I think this is our first green yeah. we've had this year. Maybe. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, favorite pregame meal if you have one? Probably either turkey sandwich or, ch- or chicken or eggs. Probably no, probably eggs. Eggs. I, I eat eggs. I think I've eaten eggs before every game so far. Mm-hmm. Okay, so how do you like your eggs? Usually scrambled, sometimes like fried. Ah, interesting. Yeah, I, I'm just I'm a scrambled person myself. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see what else? Uh, favorite music you listen to before a game? Um, kind of like slow songs, like sad songs. May I ask why? I've never <laughs> had somebody know. say that before. I just feel like it gets me in the zone a little bit more than like any like rap. I just don't like rap or like fast songs as much. Mm-hmm. Me neither. <laughs> uh, but that's interesting. I've never had somebody say listening to, to a sad song or, or a song with sad lyrics to get me pumped up for a game. Yeah, sometimes it's almost like that wow. reverse psychology. That, that's like, that is slowing down to get yeah. hyper before the game. Yeah, yeah. I kind of like that. That's yeah, interesting. Yeah, huh? I'll keep that in mind. Yeah, that, that might be something to to think about. Um. All right. Let's let's get into some holiday themed ones. Mm-hmm. All right. Um. Favorite Christmas song. <laughs> You're going to get mad, but All I Want for Christmas by Mariah Carey. <laughs> oh, boy. I bet everybody else is listening to, to the radio going, no, not that one. Uh, uh, it's, it's, yeah, uh, it's, it's, it's that song that plays every single year and it gets stuck in your head. Like, oh, please, exactly. just mm-hmm. no. You can't get out of your head. No, yeah. please. No, get it I'm out of my head. For it, right? Get it out of my head, please. No, no. Um... Favorite Christmas gift ever? Oh, that's a hard one. <laughs> I'm trying to think of when I was younger, like, because yeah. I would go crazy on Christmas with my Christmas list. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe the only thing that's mine right now is like the iPad I got a few years ago. Right. I don't really use it much anymore, but I was like so excited when I got it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Nothing like a new iPad. Yeah. Um, and I guess last but not least, um, I try to ask this every single time, who's been your biggest inspiration so far in your life? The 
I feel like a lot of times, I, like when I think about my biggest inspiration, I think back on like my aunt Fran. She died from cancer, like around six, seven, seven years ago now. Mm-hmm. And she was like, even when she was alive, she was like my biggest inspiration. We were like best friends. And then now after I di- she died, I just, I really think about her and like some of the bigger moments in my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, uh, that's always a big thing, especially what we're doing. Uh, I guess to do a plug, um, we we still have our GoFundMe page up uh, for the Upstate Foundation. Um, so we're raising money still for that. Um, go to GoFundMe.com. Look for the players only uh, fundraiser for the Upstate Foundation, and uh, please donate. Children's Hospital. Yeah. Yep. Please donate uh, as as much as you can. We still have a target of five thousand dollars that we're aiming for. Um, so please, please anything, go out and donate anything that you guys can give, but yeah. anything, it, it could be as little as $1 or as many as you want it to be. But the, the more money we raise, we, yeah, we raise, God, I can't talk today. Um, better off, um, the, the kids at upstate Galasano children's hospital will be, mm-hmm. um, and, it, and it's great that you mentioned that, um, sort sort of reminded me of, uh, of that. So. Well, Sydney Neshi, thank you so much for coming into the studio today. Um, it was a blast talking to you, and, and I hope we could do this again soon. Uh, good luck the rest of the way, and, and if we don't see you again, good luck at LeMoyne where you're going to be playing softball Yeah, um, uh, next beginning next spring. So um, that's awesome. And again, I hope we talk again soon. Mm-hmm. This has been really fun. Thank you for yeah. having me. All right, we'll be right back to wrap up this edition of Players Only presented by Point Guard Advisors on ESPN Radio Syracuse. 97.7 and 100.1. Is Players Only, a show about high school sports from high school students. Presented by Point Guard Advisors. Find them at pointguardadvisors.com. Welcome back to Players Only, presented by Point Guard Advisors on ESPN Radio Syracuse, 97.7 and 100.1 FM. And now let's do some quick little nuggets around uh, high school sports. Uh, another Another player joined the Thousand Point Club. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Jalen O'Neill of Central Valley Academy uh, joined the a Thousand Point Club in uh, Central Valley's win over Oneida, winning 90 to 42. Uh, him and his teammate Deacon Judd combined for 50 points. O'Neill scored 27 and he joined the a Thousand Point Club. So, yeah. Congrats on another player there you uh, go. reaching that milestone. But that's a. Huge milestone. It is. It's a it's a huge milestone, and we talked about this last week too. Mm-hmm. Really, the only way you can get to a thousand points throughout four years is if you play all four years and you score about two hundred fifty points a year. Yeah. Um, and it's 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 amazing to 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 see kids scoring a uh, thousand points. Mm-hmm. Um, here's an interesting one that I found. This was a story written a couple days ago. Um, the rivalry between Christian Brothers Academy. And Bishop Ludden, uh, uh, they played in the Zebra Classic yesterday at Liverpool. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a 7 o'clock tip-off. That rivalry has been going on since 1963. Yep. Which also happens, uh, the first game that was played, it was November 22nd, 1963, just hours after President John F. Kennedy was assassinated in Dallas that day. Yeah, that's crazy. That is insane. Um, and they've uh, and that matchup ended with CBA beating uh, 
Ludden seventy to forty mm-hmm. uh, in that one. But since then, including that first game, the teams have split the series, hundred and eight meetings, and they've each won thirty three games. Although uh, kind of interesting. CBA went up in the series yesterday by also winning by 40. They won 64 to 24. Because I know one of the things was coming to this game, Bishop Ludden was leading the series by five points because uh, that's how even it had been that uh, they were only five points apart from each other in their Mm -hmm. head to head matchups. But now CBA up by 35 because they won 64 to 24. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's amazing how great this rivalry has gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, between these two. Yep. Um, it reminds me of the Syracuse and Virginia men's lacrosse rivalry where it was mm-hmm. like even for a good amount, a good stretch amount of time. And now, and now Syracuse, I think, has pulled uh, away just a tad bit yeah, in regards like to that. Yeah. But that's, a, that's amazing in of itself. A lot of all-star teams were named mm-hmm. uh, from football this past fall. Yep. Um, so congrats to every single one that have made it. Uh, as all stars, mm-hmm. um, boys ice hockey has been going really well so far. Um, again, with that little referee snafu that took place uh, before the season, but things are going full strength there. Yep, a um, lot of good stuff. A lot of good stuff going on. Uh, again, that St. Mary's Liverpool game on the girls basketball side, I definitely go to that. Again, yeah. this is your friendly little reminder. Please go to that game. That should be a fun one. Mm-hmm. Should be a really fun one. Uh, taking place at the Zebra Classic there. Um, that pretty much sums it up. Yeah, it wraps up. Uh, it's our it's our last show, like I said, before Christmas and before New Year's. Mm-hmm. Um, so any plans you've got? And I'm heading down to South Carolina. To, oh, quit bragging! I got to run away from. The, oh, no, come on, come on. Eh, Don't bet this. It's a lot warmer down yeah. there, so you know, just gotta enjoy the Mer- sun. Myrtle Beach again, right? Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. Lucky dog. Um, so yeah, enjoy enjoy the heat while it lasts. Yeah. Um. Uh, I I still can't get over that. Um. Um. Well, I, again, please uh, go to GoFundMe. Uh, find our fundraiser for Upstate Galisano Children's Hospital, uh, or the Upstate Foundation, I should say. Um. Actually, I just want to see where we're at. Yeah, um, yeah, I mean, we've raised, uh, I believe, some at this point. But yeah, I mean, as, again, any donation helps, uh, and it's really whatever you can do because I mean, uh, again, every donation helps, and these people need it. Like they need the all the help you can give them. So that's really what it comes down to. Yeah. Yeah, I'm. I'm still trying to uh, log in and check it here. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, again, it. Whatever you can give, because it's really just—it's yeah. a really important thing. Yeah. So far, we've raised fifty bucks so far. Um, please, 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 please uh, look for players only fundraiser for Upstate Foundation. Uh, that's what we have, um, and please go and donate uh, as much as you can. Well, that'll do it for us. Um, for my, uh, for our guest today, Sydney Neshi. For my co-host uh, Ryan Story, I'm Matt Slocum. Wishing you. A great rest of your Sunday. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Uh, Happy Hanukkah. That actually starts today, by the way. Hanukkah starts today. Uh, Merry Kwanzaa next week. Uh, 
and uh, and a happy new year to you all. We will talk to you again in 2023. Yeah, so we'll see you Who next would have thunk? year. We'll see you next year here on Players Only presented by Point Guard Advisors on ESPN Radio Syracuse 97.7 and 100.1 FM. Have a great rest of your Sunday. Merry Christmas, everyone, and have a happy, blessed new year.